For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey guys, welcome back to Talking Sass and thank you guys so much for joining me. You know, this week's guest, so honored to have her on. I mean, she has over 20 years experience in professional wrestling. She's one of the most respected women I've ever shared a locker room with. Plus, she has so many great accomplishments. It's just insane. But before we get to her, let's talk about patreon.com slash Starting as only $2, you're going to get so much amazing content per month. You're going to get to know who the guests are in advance. You're going to get the podcast a day early. And sometimes you even get a chance to ask my guests a question, which turns into these bonus extra episodes, basically, for my Patreon members only. And they're so fun and exclusive only, again, to my Patreon members. So make sure you go and check that out. It is patreon.com slash And of course, if you, you can subscribe at a higher tier even and get even more exclusive content. Again, that's patreon.com slash Now, don't forget, you guys can also go follow along on Instagram and on Twitter. If you have already at sassysefi, you know that I had issues with my computer last week. That's why there was no episode. I'm currently working through that and I will keep you guys updated on both Instagram and Twitter at sassysefi so that you guys know what's going on. But I have so much great content and interviews already recorded that I wanna get out to you guys. They're just sitting here waiting to be edited. So that's what we're doing. Now let's talk about this week's guest because like I said, she is so accomplished. In 2013, she was number one in the PWI's top 50 women wrestlers. She's been seen on Lucha Underground, TNA, Ring of Honor and more. She's one of the OG Shimmer roster members. In fact, she wrestled on episode one to episode 60, and we're gonna talk about that. It is pretty amazing. She is a two-time Shimmer Women's Champion. And like I said, super, super respected wherever she goes. She is the future legend. This is Cheerleader Melissa. Hey guys, help me welcome Cheerleader Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, how are you doing? Do, you know pandemic life from home. <laughs> Same home. I totally understand. But are you keeping busy at least with your with your downtime? Yeah, no. Um, it's funny. I always tell everybody like, uh, like, uh, I feel like I'm looking like the girl from the ring over here, you know, certain days of the week, but my house looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of home renovations. We're doing Lots of home thing. renovations. Yes. Painted everywhere, did all sorts of stuff. And you know, it was like, if you're going to be trapped here for, you know, if you're going to be trapped here, you know, might as well make it like your dream, you know, your dream condo or your dream like hotel suite, whatever. Just make it a fun house. And there's no rules. All the rules went out the door. There's no rules. <laughs> I love it. See, right now in my basement, when we moved into our house, it was completely untouched. It was just literally the frame. So my husband uh-huh. is actually taking his own time and making it what he wants to make. We're making a cinema room and a playroom and a bathroom down there. Like he's just, he's having a good old time. He's taking his time, but he's having fun with it too. I was going to ask, he's like, he's going to go be in a man cave. <laughs> <laughs> well, he thinks like he said, I have a wall. I could have a wall to put like my wrestling stuff up kind of like this one. And uh-huh. like some of my like memorabilia that I have that's important to me, like Cleveland Brown stuff and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, it's gonna end up being like our thing, uh-huh. not just not just a man cave. Although I'm sure he'll spend a good time of down there playing video games and shit when he's you know, 
when he's all finished. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk some wrestling because I mean it's been sure. a while since you've even been in the ring because of COVID and everything. But I mean yeah. you've been wrestling for, if I'm correct, 21 years now. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> come to I don't want to come to terms with. <laughs> When you guys were, when you're in the double digits and the first number is two. <laughs> oh gosh. Don't want to come to terms with reality and age and time. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I know. I know. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I always like refer to wrestling as like, sometimes wrestling is like the abusive ex-boyfriend that you can't like, <laughs> that, <laughs> that keeps calling back, but he's just like, like ah go away but then they keep calling back and you're like oh maybe I'll make it work this time you know (laughs) well I mean you're like crazy talented so like it's of course people are going to keep calling you back into it because you are just automatically a draw because like I said you're crazy talented you're beautiful on top of that and you can teach the younger generation so much because you've already been in for such a long amount of time and it's crazy I've learned a lot from you in the few times we shared the ring together uh no I appreciate that and it's funny you know I should have mentioned yeah that's actually another thing I've been doing uh during my quarantine time is um kind of a virtual training I so before the pandemic hit um, I took on, um, basically I took on a couple of students, um, that are, um, you know, local to here, uh, one being Katie Forbes and then the other one being, uh, Lacey Ryan, now Zoe Stark on TV, mm-hmm. you know, so we were, you know, before we were training and then, um, pandemic hit. So, um, basically like, uh, with, you know, especially like with Zoe, you know, she would, you know train on her terms and like she would so basically I would do like online critiquing so like basically the girls would send me matches or send me footage or send me training footage and then um just create and be able to do the best I can um to you know guide or guide people and have conversations you know from my home you know to help them out but you know I was really happy when I was working with Katie you know that was like a really proud moment like when she got signed because um it was uh, after her match uh, with Jordan Grace, and um, I was there. So that match happened here in Las Vegas, and I was backstage with it. And it was really fun because, you know, I got to be like a stage mom, yeah. you know. I was just like, oh, this is my calling. <laughs> yeah, I want to be a stage mom. And, and yeah, and it's just, it was really hard when the pandemic hit because, you know, we couldn't, that's when all like the in-ring training like really stopped. So that was really hard. Yeah, I can imagine. Like for me, it's been almost three years since I wrestled just because I had a baby and then mm-hmm. congratulations. To get, thank you very much. I had <laughs> to get back into shape again. And then by the time I did, it's COVID happening. And it's like, you know, I can't seem to get back in there because of that reason. But, you know, it's been a while now for everybody and it's just hard. Like I right. feel that itch all the time. Like I just want to go and like, even if it's just rolling around in the ring, just to get that physical definitely you know, feeling back. Definitely. Definitely. So, I like, like that too. What's that? I said, I would like that too. I don't know what that's like anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, you've been doing it forever. And like, I found it interesting that your 17th birthday was your very first match against Lexi Fife. How right. was that dude? Can you remember any of that? Uh, not really. <laughs> no, I, um, no, it was in, I do remember it was in uh, Douglas, Wyoming. Um, and uh, I remember it was like kind of part of like a little, um, it was like a little tour. It was like me, Lexi. And then um, other independent workers and um, a few like um, uh, ex WWF stars. So I remember like Jake the Snake, the Bushwhackers, and Honky Tonk were all on that too. Mm. And like, gosh, if you want to talk about like <laughs> being like thrown in the fire of just like an eclectic group of people, <laughs> it was just, it was sure. a lot to take in for a seventeen year old. Just <laughs> like the different like personalities, like they were all like so much to deal with but I mean they were all great but but it was like a lot for me to handle at the time 
And then it was at like kind of, I remember it was like, you know, it was very like country. It felt like, it felt like it was like a, a rodeo arena or something, you know? And then I also remember being like super nervous, but um, it went well. We had a lot of fun and um, yeah. And then like wrestled like two more like towns uh, after that, but it was like, it was a really cool, like little journey. I've done some of those like, we, like weird like rodeo shows or yeah. they happen to have wrestling with it but those always seem to be like the best time because those people are just there usually to have a great time to begin with and then you add mm-hmm. wrestling in and they're just like all right <laughs> this is yeah so it's so true because then you get the fan, you get well not like the fans but you get people showing up just to have a great time who aren't wrestling fans to begin with you yeah. know and they're just there to have fun so they're like, they're normally like the funnest crowds because like they'll cheer and boo anything just cause they're having such a good time. Yeah. And that makes it <laughs> so much more fun for you because like, you know, you don't have to necessarily concentrate on the moves per se, because it's more the interaction with the crowd. Like I remember I wrestled so randomly. I did this like four years in a row, uh, Duke's a hazard fest and they had like 25,000 people there. And like, you get to meet like Daisy Duke and all the characters from the show and stuff. And then they just have wrestling during the afternoon in the middle of this like mountain range. And, uh-huh. but it was so much fun. Cause it's the largest crowd I've ever been in front of. And I think I wrestled Lorelai Lee the first year, Amber oh my gosh. Like later than that. Yeah. So like, it was just fun. And it's just like, you just got to have like this great time and they're having a great time. And it's just a blast. It's like, did I really just get paid to do that? Cause that was just like super fun. Right. Until <laughs> we go spend like our money on food afterwards and everything. <laughs> it's like, I deserve this steak dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I like that show was in the boondocks of Virginia. I mean, like we were surrounded by mountains. So like, it was like quite a drive to go somewhere to find. Oh my food. gosh. Like, you know, your typical fast food joint. So Oh my gosh, that sounds, I remember I like wrestled in um, like Norfolk, Virginia mm-hmm. and there was a couple shows out there and like same thing, like a lot to handle being like thrown in with like crazy personalities. Like I remember, um, oh gosh, we shared a car ride, like, like a bunch of group, small group of us, you know, they had like two minivans to like transport the wrestlers and like we ended up sharing the minivan with um, Road Dog and Big Boss Man. Oh my God! And those two together, <laughs> and those two together are such a hot mess. They were the they were such a hot mess, and it was the funniest car ride ever. Like, like I had like no energy. Like I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna take on the rest of the day. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, there are there are some really eclectic people within wrestling you have those people who are like really quiet introverts who just kind of like show up to the show and become like this different person and then you just have these people who are like larger than life 24 hours a day and there's like even larger in the ring too yeah and it's it's just crazy because these people I don't know how they have the energy for that (laughs) so I'm so I know I know I know it was yeah I, I know what you mean I know what you mean. That was just such, just such a funny, yeah, it's definitely goes in like my road stories. (laughs) Oh, there's, there's, I'm sure a lot of road stories that you could share. What's probably the wildest one that you have? Oh gosh. Um, wildest one. See, it's so funny when I get put on the spot, my brain goes blank, but watch like later on, I'm going to be like, Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. I got a good one. I got a good one. No, but I can, but the one I always normally tell, and I'm pretty sure it's not, I'm pretty sure it's not like my wildest one, but like one, like I tell, I've told a lot was, um, it was, um, you know how you have to take, uh, oh yeah, like uh, it was in Canada Mm -hmm. for ECCW. And um, so basically like the promoter had a big van that transported all the wrestlers and then also had the ring trailer attached to it. Um, so I just, and we did like two shows in a row. And like, I remember like the first show, it was just like attached to this club and like, it was just got like no sleep, like the first night. And then the second show was in Victoria. So like when we were approaching the boat, you know, to get on, Mm -hmm. you know, to go to Victoria, um, like I was just like shocked because 
the promoter was just like, what are you guys doing? We're like getting close. And they're like, oh, sorry, sorry. And then everybody like ducks down and hides under blankets and stuff because they, they charge per person that enters a boat, right? <laughs> so it was like the promoter's way of like saving money, right? And I wasn't in the front seat, so I didn't hide, but like everybody like ducked down and like put their luggage over them and hid. And I'm like, like, the hell? And then we pull up and then like the pro is just like, this is like, oh yeah, you know, this, you know, my car and the trailer and two people, please. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then did the show, was fine. And then the next day, oh my God, like Canada's once a year blizzard hit. Like oh. no joke, like the blizzard hit of like freaking hell. And um, so we had to, so like, I remember getting on the boat back and the boat was rocking. It was just like, mm. whatever. Like you couldn't even like furniture, like chairs are like sliding across the place. Like it was, I was so terrified. And then, and then um, when we got off of the ship, the roads were so icy. The cars were just like, we're literally watching cars slide off the road and like into a ditch. And then we had to drive up a hill and the roads were so icy. We couldn't make it up the hill. And it was so sad because we like almost make it to the top. And then like we start sliding backwards and then, and then we had to, so we had to ditch the ring trailer on the side of the road in order to make it up over this hill. And like, and then we finally got back to like our car to drive back into the States. And it was like, you couldn't even see it. Like it, it, there was like this much snow on top of the car and like, like you couldn't even like see the car and then um and then like later on we heard that like I guess um uh somebody towed like the like it got um what do you call it like impounded whatever the ring trailer oh, man. yeah <laughs> yeah so like it was just uh, yeah that was a lot to handle you know I probably was like 19 or 20 at the time too like super oh, wow. young <laughs> yeah that's quite a story wow gosh it was just like one thing after another it's like what else could happen <laughs> yeah with wrestling it's hard to tell because you could I mean road stories honestly anything can happen at any time and you oh, have yeah. no control over it <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah but I'm, I'm sure another one will pop in my brain soon though that's for sure absolutely well we'll talk some more then and then when one pops up you can just cut me off and just tell me <laughs> I, I love road stories I think some of them are hilarious I love hearing like wild stories that other people had to go through because I had my own of course so that's uh-huh. but one thing I really want to talk to you about is basically your whole shimmer career because I mean you're based you're of course one of the originals mm-hmm. that was on the very first taping and you went all the way you wrestled every single one until 61 so all first 60 and then 61 you had to settle for a run-in because you had to go get stitches earlier in the day and you weren't able (laughs) to (laughs) to uh be on that show as as a wrestler because you're hauling ass back from the hospital I know oh my gosh I know that yeah so I got busted open like pretty bad yeah and I remember like when I, when, when I got hit in the head and got like busted open mm-hmm. um, and it was from, um, you know, a lot of people think it was the reverse Rana that Lufisto gave me, but it actually happened a second before that when um, she threw like kind of a wild elbow and it hit me like right above the eyebrow. And then it kind of stunned me for a minute, but then, um, but then I still like went in, got underneath her and she gave me the reverse Rana. So when I sat up, you know, it started like, you know, it was like shooting like a sprinkler, you know, it was just, oh, you know what? And I remember when I got underneath Lufisto for the Rana, um, I remember feeling it like drip in my eye. So like I had one eye to work with when I was like, (laughs) one eye to work with. And I'm just, and I remember I was in disbelief. I was like, is this really happening? Like, it's not what I think it is. And then like, it was all over the place and you know of course the first thing I think of is I look at my outfit and I'm like oh thank god I'm wearing red because <laughs> I didn't want like an outfit or a I was like oh thank god I'm wearing my red outfit okay we're cool and then um and then back and then like you know the match is going on and I'm like seeing and I'm just like oh I was like oh come on like 
like I really don't want it to be this bad. Like I really yeah. hope it's not as bad as it looks. And then I get back there. And then um, I remember like Masada was backstage at Shimmer and he's got, um, you know, and he knows how to glue people back together. He's done that plenty of times. Yeah. yeah so that's so when he that matches to know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of happy. I was like, oh, thank God Masada's here. He, he can fix this real quick, whatever. And everybody's like, step out of the way, step out of the way. I'm here. Let me take a look at this. He's like, he's like, oh no, girl, you need stitches. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no. And I felt fine. Like it's the adrenaline that's going, you know, yeah. like when you get the adrenaline going, you don't feel any pain or anything. So it really, it was not painful at all. So like Dan Murphy took me to the hospital <laughs> and gosh, and I was just like, hi, I'm here to get stitches. And, and they're like, okay, what's your pain level? And I'm like, it's zero. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, what happened? And then I was just like, you know what? I was in the wrong place at the right time. I, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, no, I mean, I'm okay. I mean, you know, I just want to get stitched up real quick and, you know, cause I do athletic modeling and, you know, and I just want to be fine, be on my way. And I think it's because I had no pain and like, you know, I think it's because I had no pain and was being like all chill about it. Like they ended up getting me in right away. I didn't think that would happen. They were like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. They were like, oh, fix this one real quick. There, here's an easy case, you know, get her in and out. Yeah. They thought, yeah, oh, this is an easy case. Let's do this real quick. And like the girl was cool. There was this chick that sewed me up and yeah. But let me tell you three days later, it was hurting. Like I was hurting really bad. Like, oh, sure. Oh yeah. Three days later. Oh my God. I was in so much pain, but it's just crazy how like when you have adrenaline going, how you just like really don't feel anything. Yeah. And I mean, you came in on, um, I keep saying like episode 60, but you know, shimmer 60, 61. Mm -hmm. rather. And you beat down Lefisto with Mercedes Martinez at that point in time. I mean, you and Lefisto had a pretty lengthy rivalry going on there. Shimmer for God. Yeah, God. we did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. The, the blood helped. <laughs> yeah. That definitely adds a different <laughs> element to it. I know. I know. And I was a, yeah. And I'm not a, and I'm definitely not um, a bleeder, you know, I'm definitely not, you know, into, you know, doing the busted open thing or anything. So like when that happened, I mean, yeah, no, that was legit. And it hurt. And um, I got like, uh, I can see my scar. I had like, I think it was like 15 stitches. So it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but they did a good job sewing it. And then um, I got, um, God, I forget the name of it, but whatever. I got my eyebrows tattooed. So now it's totally covered and looks fine. <laughs> oh yeah. That works. <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah, I'm going for that right away. Yeah. I was see, like, see that scar lady go right over that. <laughs> <laughs> see me too. Like I'm not a bleeder either. Like I'm like, if you want me to bleed in a match, like you're going to have to like offer me something like absolutely ridiculous. Cause I don't want to have anything to do with that. But like, right. you know, of course you get your, you know, your elbows scraped up or whatever, you know, right. Those, all the different things that happen with her in wrestling. But that's the only way I've ever bled in, in a match was like, just like cutting open like rug burn or something on my elbow from bumping. Right. Right. So, yeah. No, so, same here. Within shimmer. I mean, you've been shimmer champion twice. Mm -hmm. have been shimmer tag team champions with mercedes martinez mm -hmm. what do you think is your greatest rivalry from that besides i mean we've obviously touched on lefisto but is there anybody else that like you feel is like your ultimate nemesis at shimmer um i think it was my rivalry with mischief yeah that was a good one too yeah no i think that was good i think there was i mean the reason why i picked that one is because um you know the chemistry was so great too so but it was, um, and on top of that, like, I had no idea that she was so bendy. Like, that was not information given to me before, you know? So everything, so like in my first match with uh, Mischief, um, there was a lot I learned that day about her, you know? Uh, completely unintentional, uh, completely unintentional. And, you know, it was because of those moments. Um, it just kind of just grew on its own. 
<laughs> definitely, definitely did not see that one coming, but it yeah. was a good one. Yeah. I, I think I've only wrestled her twice, but yeah, like the amount of like flexibility that she has in her whole body is just like, I wonder if she was a contortionist or something like besides wrestling. Yeah. She just could bend in like the craziest ways. Well, yeah. Cause I put her, cause I put her in my, um, you know, I put her in my submission mm-hmm. and normally, you know, when you put a submission, like the one that I put on, like you can feel everybody's like limits, you know, you can kind of feel limit. So I kept on going lower and lower and I'm just like, you know, and I'm going lower and lower and I'm thinking like, is she okay? Like <laughs> what is happening? And then like, I kept going lower and lower until like her foot touched her head and like, well, she seemed fine. So that's the moment when I was just like, oh, you know, F it, you know, and and then I found her limit. Well, I mean, speaking of mischief, that like reminds me, you did a lot of work with Kong, but there was one time where she had mischief around her shoulders and she's just banging her head and her feet together. And I'm like, I love that moment. Oh, it was so good. It was, was so like, good. Crap, man. Oh, mischief and her flexibility is crazy. But yeah. speaking of Kong, I mean, you got to work with her all over the world, but mainly what most people obviously recognize is the work that you did at TNA with her, where you were Raisa, Raisa Shaid. I can talk today. And uh, I mean, me neither. <laughs> why, <laughs> why on earth does it seem that every promotion wants to put you under a mask? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have an answer. I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> like when I think cheerleader Melissa or the characters that you've been, Alyssa Flash, Rise to Saeed, I always think I'm like, she's so beautiful. And even when you're Rise to Saeed and you're only seeing the eyes, you had this like just beautiful makeup on. So it's like, why on earth are you putting her under a mask? She's beautiful. She's talented. Thank Show her you. for what she is, you know, like it was frustrating to me. So I can only imagine how it felt for you actually. I mean, I was, I'm not going to lie. Like I was frustrated a little bit at first, but then, but then I started seeing the positive side of like, these are kind of like the easiest paydays ever, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So like, I kind of like, started accepting a little bit. I was like, yeah, 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 easy payday. You know, I remember there was like, um one moment where like um remember they were like announcing like a big like um I think they were announcing like I don't know a Royal Rumble or I don't know what they were doing or Battle Royale or something Mm -hmm. and then the last person they announced was Kong and she was only female and then I came out with her so like that's all we had to do was like go out there and like stand on the stage and that's it and we were and when we were both out there on the stage we were both like easiest payday ever yep getting paid getting paid mm-hmm. and getting paid well, okay bye <laughs> as as a women's wrestler who has faced both of you in the ring you're both physically intimidating because I mean I'm not I'm not like I'm kind of on the short side but you guys tower over me and you guys are like just these great amazing talents that have traveled all over the world so like for you to just be there and standing, I mean, that's all you guys yeah. need to do. Because like I said, you're just physically intimidating as is, especially to, like I said, smaller, shorter people like myself. Yeah, no, we're definitely, yeah, me and Kia are definitely on on the taller side for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, we definitely stand out like a sore thumb and especially like in shimmer and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's always like when kind of nice uh, when we see like other girls like, oh, okay something different yeah yes. well, I'm sure like a Madison Eagles or something for you is like just like so different from most of the other girls because you both are so tall I know she's over six foot tall I'm not sure you're what five yeah I'm only five eight yeah I know yeah. she's quite a bit taller than me yeah quite a bit different. so great though such a great worker though yes I loved working mm-hmm. with her as well amazing yeah no she's so good now, when you came out as Alyssa Flash in TNA, I read somewhere that the makeup that you were having done was inspired by the woman who sits on both of my shoulders here, Sensational Sherry. Oh, I love Sherry. Yeah. I would definitely say she inspired a lot, like the Raisha Saeed, mm-hmm. not Alyssa Flash. Yeah. No, I used to love Sherry's makeup. Like, I think 
I used to love watching Sherry just to see like what kind of crazy eye makeup she's going to do that day. I was obsessed with that. Like in all of her like over the top, like glitter, like sparkly outfits and like her frizzy hair. And like, she would always have something like written on her face or something like that. Like I wanted all of that. Yeah. I did that too. A lot at, not so much on the independent scene. Well, Shimmer, I guess is still kind of independent scene, but like right. on random shows, I didn't do that as much. But like at Shimmer, I always tried to have like some kind of crazy makeup thing going on or little essence mm-hmm. on my face or something. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I oh love doing that. But there it's it's a lot easier because like, not like a lot easier, but like you have tables to sit down at and do your makeup and change and mm-hmm. you have time. Whereas at an, uh, other independent shows, you're lucky if you have a chair to put your, you know, mm-hmm. your, mirror on so you can put your face on properly and all that kind of stuff depending on where you're at right Um, right I know we're lucky enough to get a female locker room if anything yeah yeah it's very very rare that you get all females right you know so let's continue on because like you have so many accomplishments like it's crazy like 2004 you're only five years in and the cauliflower alley club which I have been to a couple of times out in Las Vegas they awarded you with the future legends award. And I know you use that as part of your, like your moniker in the, in, you know, the years after that coming, what, what kind of honor was that for you? Cause I believe you're the first woman to ever get that award too. Right. Yeah, no, I was definitely, no, I was, uh, it was honored and it was special. And, you know, I think I teared a little bit, but um, no, it was just, it was really nice to be able to like have an award that, um, you know, they felt that like one I deserved, but two, like other notable talent had received that world, mm-hmm. that award before me. So, um, it was just, it was like, you know, one of my first like big, happy, you know, accomplish little accomplishment moments. Like, Oh, it's like you have faith in me. <laughs> yeah. Well, who doesn't, like I said, you have so much talent. It's ridiculous. And I'm glad that, you know, you're doing like these online trainings and stuff that you said. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. Zoe Stark is, doing crazy well at NXT like mm-hmm. like I don't know or never met her but like I watch her and I'm like wow the matches that she's having and she literally just got to the PC you can mm-hmm. you know give a lot of of course it's her natural ability to be athletic but then you gotta you know put into account also the people behind her that helped her you know along the way yeah mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely like that was um I mean, that was like kind of an amazing story too, because, you know, when I first, when I first met, met Zoe, like I saw so much of myself in her because, um, I learned television the hard way, Mm. you know, you just get thrown on there and it's amazing. Like, it's amazing how much is not taught in wrestling schools. Mm. You know, they just teach you how to wrestle you know, and do the in-ring stuff. And that's pretty much it. But like, there's just so many aspects of pro wrestling and wrestling on TV that is never taught. That's never taught, you know, it's like your presence and timing, um, you know, your timing on the stage, um, breaking everything down and not just in a match, like, you know, going, you know, entering the ring, exiting the ring, you know, what to do, you know, when your opponent comes out, what not to do when your opponent comes out, um, you know, things that like, and you start learning about like, you know, what agents look for and what they like and what they don't like, uh, what they expect. Um, you know, when you're performing in the ring, you always want to like cheat towards a hard camera. You know, it's like all this little tiny stuff that like nobody like ever taught, you know, doesn't really like teach in like wrestling schools. So then, um, yeah. So then like when I met Zoe, I saw so much myself in her because she, it's funny, her husband, her husband was, um, one of my trainers a billion years ago. Oh, wow. so yeah, Tom Howard. So, and he's really good. Like he's a very, very picky trainer. And I mean, for me personally, it's always been the pickiest, just the pickiest trainers that like, I personally feel like I've responded well with. And that's why like certain things I do in the ring, like look so clean it's just because like I had like a real like a very like picky trainer at the time and they were just picky about like the execution you know so Tom's like certainly got that gift 
and um but yeah so like her in-ring like I have absolutely like nothing to do with like her in-ring ability um but like but at the when I first met her like she had nothing else like um you know like her gear like wasn't like camera friendly and like you know her present you know it's just like it was just no tv no mm-hmm. tv training you know and also being a female on tv it's a whole different game than the guys yeah it's it's a whole being a female wrestler is a whole different monster than being a male wrestler <laughs> trust me so so like um so that's where it started and started like you know working on her presence and um she also had like sin Bodhi helping her he is such a great trainer like he he's such a killer trainer for promos too for helping out with promos he does amazing promo classes um then uh connected zoe with uh allison danger danger did an incredible job with her you know she brought all of her tv experience to zoe so um yeah like and, and you know and besides having like a good team behind her like you know you just gotta be you know persistent and consistent and um and that's what she was she was super hungry she's super driven and um she took she listened to everybody she listens she takes everything seriously and you know hard work certainly does pay off because i mean we did something right you know we did yeah we did something right if they she got hired and got put to tv right away yeah i mean she literally showed up to the pc and like i think within two three weeks she was on tv and i mean she's already having matches with the you know nxt women's champion which is just crazy for you to come already tv ready and then ready to face a champion mm-hmm. that quickly like, no i'm very proud of her yeah um, Io shirai is not somebody to you know laugh at either and she had great chemistry with her in the ring like it's yeah wow mm-hmm. yeah she did she's doing really good um and you know we still talk and um she'll i'll watch her matches and you know and i'll send my thoughts or whatever and um it's just amazing like all the, everything that she's learning out with her, everything she's learning from like Shawn Michaels and Road Dog and Triple H and like all the support that she's got over there so I'm like super proud of her like she's doing such a good do- job and she's killing it over there and it makes me feel really good that she's got a you know a good team behind her over there because you know like when she got signed and had to move it was just like you know your kids going off to college <laughs> like I was like no come back it's like I want you to go but I don't <laughs> yeah oh, I can totally understand that but like something else I want to talk to you before we end today there's like two personal stories that I have with you that I like well one's not even with you one's like about you so I don't even uh-huh. know this story and then the other one but the first one So I'm super, super green. This is like 2010. I go over to England and obviously you and Soraya Knight have like a crazy history of everything that you guys have gone through over the course of your guys' careers. And I'm wrestling her and I'm a heel in England, of course. So Uh you're going to win. And I was winning by by DQ anyway to set up for another match for us the next day. And she's like, when you're done, I want you to cut a promo and say that your friend sent you, meaning you were my friend that sent me to beat her. Like, I was like, okay. I was like, so intimidated though. I was like, Soraya, you're my, you're my veteran. I was, and at this time I barely knew you. Like I had been on maybe like one or two shimmer shows at this point in time. Uh-huh. And I was like, cheerleader Melissa is not like going to kill me when I get back to the States. Is she? <laughs> she's like okay but like I was intimidated like I said you know you have a this intimidating your amazing talent we do me and Kia do I do for sure there are so many girls that tell me that all the time there are so (laughs) many new girls that are so scared to come up to me or to talk to me you know I have the like you know the resting bitch face like (laughs) there Yes. No, it is so, it's it's so true. It's so true. Like definitely, I mean, I definitely have a presence because I have so many girls tell me that all the time. Yeah. But once you get to know you, like now that obviously I know you, it's like a totally different situation, but even going to my other story, like I remember we were wrestling each other in a singles match, which is our only, I think singles match. No, I think maybe remix. We did something maybe 
Anyway, okay. either way, at Resilience in Chicago, I walk in and I'm like, you know, what are we doing tonight? And they're like, oh, you and Cheryl and Melissa and you're going up. And I was like, uh-huh. what? Are, are you serious? Like Chicago uh-huh. is where Shimmer is. Melissa is like an OG Shimmer member. I was like, what are you talking about that I'm going up on Melissa? And then they're like, you're getting a disqualification. I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Why would anybody put me over clean with Melissa? Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, nah, no, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not, what? What? And they're like, no, no. Because I think um, Melanie or or uh, Taylor Maid came in and blew uh, some perfume or something in your eye or something. I can't remember the exact situation. Right. But, like, I remember that day, like, I have a great picture where you have me in the cloverleaf and like, you're, you're bending me down too. And right. it's awesome. Just this side view of you just like compacting me. I love that, Matt. <laughs> oh my gosh. How funny. I forgot about that show too. Yeah. It's been a while. I know. Oh my but gosh. I forgot. Another personal story that I just actually thought of, we did LFC for those who don't know what that is. It's like a, a, like a UFC for women, but we're more scantily clad than what you would see with the ladies in UFC. Uh-huh. You were in the ring with Sienna or Allison Kay, as we know her. And you yeah. guys were like having like this crazy, like me and Mia Yim, who were working with each other that day, were watching you two. And you guys were having like this crazy match in there that you guys were planning. And you did like a hurricane Rana, like running up the cage onto Allison K. Do you remember that? Bear. Oh my God. I don't even know how. Oh my gosh. I don't. Oh yeah. I know now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know now. But like you guys were putting like me and Mia were like, for some reason, main eventing that show. And you guys were like, I think two matches before us. And we're like, are you sure you don't want to switch us? Because that what they're doing is like insane. And you guys, obviously, Allison Kay has a lot of uh, MMA experience. Yeah, she and does. me and Mia have like zero. <laughs> like, <laughs> a main event on this thing. Oh, no, though. I remember that, though. Allison Kay, I love her. Same. And uh, yeah, we enjoyed I remember like, cause it was, it's crazy because like, um, you know, we wanted to, um, get creative, you know, it's, uh, the environment certainly, you know, kind of forced us to, um, you know, get creative and keep it entertaining and not, you know, and basically not discredit like, you know, any of the moves or, you know what I mean? That's one thing we didn't want to do. We didn't want to discredit any serious type of moves mm-hmm. in there but you know we were still trying to f- figure out ways to you know get get creative and that was good and that was fun different and I liked it because you know your match is technically only three minutes with breaks in it so <laughs> yeah it was crazy doing that I loved it I know um Mia Yim and I we did the same thing we wanted to get creative so like we're like actually throwing like submissions in there that like we never really used in wrestling but we were right you know to make it more believable and stuff even for us like we had a blast like I have crazy pictures from there like I had the red flaming red hair at the time and it's like Uh flying all over the place is like we're like we're going at it I mean essentially Uh we're punching the shit out of each other but we're having a (laughs) blast at the same time I know it was great. And then you get the water break. And I was like, yes, please. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Like, well, I, like, yeah. I remember too. I don't know if, if it was a legit thing, but I remember there was a photographer there and they were like, this is Robin Leach's personal photographer. And I was like, this is insane. Like what was the show about? out here in Vegas? Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. Cause Robert yeah. Leach lived out here. So that, that would make sense. Yeah, it was just that was such a fun, crazy show. And like, I remember even afterwards, they took us out in like a stretch limo to some restaurant down the street or something at one of the casinos. And I was just it was one of those weekends, like never for actually, I have a picture, I think, where we all went out to a strip club even after that. Like, I think it was Taylor made Allison Kay, me, you and maybe one or two other people. 
I'm going to have to see if I can find that picture. Like as I'm talking, more memories from that show are coming. Please find that because I, I really don't remember that. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. I don't remember that, but I really don't remember that. It's Vegas. I mean, obviously. How many, how many strip clubs have I been to to be so jaded that I don't remember when I went to one? <laughs> That's I, really I, really I remember the limo. I yeah. totally remember the limo though. Well, I and the know, venue I, was so cool though. The venue was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun there too. I remember yeah. like at the restaurant, I had quite a bit of wine, quite, excuse me, quite a bit of wine. So that might be why maybe you don't remember the rest of the <laughs> thing. <as well. laughs> the the oh, liquor was cool, I do believe. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. Oh my God. I'm trying to like, remember God, my poor brain. I swear. Like after like shows and wrestling matches, like, like I almost kind of treat them as like dreams. This is like, okay, that's over with, you know? And like, it just, I forget so much stuff. I forget so much stuff. It's like, you know, like the next morning, like when you wake up and you know, you had a dream, like you remember it when you wake up, Mm -hmm. but then like, you kind of like, within an hour, like you've totally like forgotten about it. Yeah. Throughout the day, the details just fade away. Yeah. The details fade fade away for sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. There's so much stuff I forget. uh, I mean, it's funny, like the stuff like I'll remember is like any of just like, you know, like crazy times, crazy road stories or whatever. And like, you know, it's almost like you remember like the negative or the bad stuff more than, you know, if nothing if you don't have any memories of something, then it must have been a good time. It must have been a good show. <laughs> like no drama. Yeah. Well, so I remember, remember the drama. I think we separated from you at some point in the night. And I remember, or maybe it was like the next night or the night before. Backstreet Boys were still performing. I think they're they're um they're whatever whatever they call it, where they stay there and play the residency. Backstreet Boys are still doing the residency. And I remember Cat Powers, Allison Danger, myself. And I can't remember who else we went and Cat Powers somehow ended up getting a Backstreet Boys poster. And then all of us ended up sneaking into their after party at the Paris. Like, oh my God. Vegas for me is something else anyway. Like I absolutely love it there. I can't yeah. imagine living there like you do. Whew. But uh, you know, it's funny. If you live here, you don't really do anything on the right. strip. You don't really do anything. So like when friends or when people, yeah, when like friends or family like comes to town and we actually do something on the strip, you know, it's almost like you kind of like rediscover Vegas and become a tourist again. Because like if you live here, you really don't like go to the strip. Um, Most of the locals will go to Fremont Street Mm. because it's cheaper and easier and it's like kind of easier to bar hop, but you can't really like do that on the strip. No, no, definitely. I, I've been to both parts, uh, Fremont Street and the Strip. And I think if I'm going just to drink and have a like a good time, Fremont Street's the place to go. But like I like to do like the touristy stuff and like I loved Backstreet Boys. So obviously I love doing that with them. Like we tried so hard to see the Backstreet Boys. And like I think something like someone said like they had just left or something like from their own after party I was like how lame is that but oh it's Vegas what do you expect right they want to party too mm-hmm. <laughs> True. well Melissa it's been awesome having you on here is there anything like social media or anything that you want to promote before we sign off for the evening um yeah I always want to promote um clickrussell.com that's where you know one central site, all of my shimmer matches, all hundred of them. I don't know how many are, are there, but yes, all of our best matches, best of shimmer, best of women's wrestling uh, on clickwrestle.com. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, Melissa, it's been awesome going down memory lane with you and talking all these stories. And even like, I didn't even remember LFC until I started talking to you about it. Then I'm like, all right. these memories start coming back. <laughs> Oh my God. You know what? I mean, I'll do, I'll do like a little, a quick, quick, very, very quick story. I mean, I've told it before, but I'll tell on here again. Um, Like one like kind of cool story was, um, I don't know how I got booked on all Japan wrestling because it's men's company, but I got booked on all Japan for um, a show in Taiwan. 
and I, and I was telling danger about this too. It was like, I went to the, the gym was on the top floor of the hotel and I got on the cardio bike. And then next thing I know, here comes Muda. Muda comes into the gym and gets on the cardio bike next to me. And, you know, we're doing cardio together. On the, amazing. Oh my God. Yeah, I was just like, huh? Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is like, oh, Muda. And, you know, here come mosing in. Yeah, that would definitely be like the, like, if that happened to me, like the biggest probably mark out moment of my life. Oh yeah. I was like, keep calm, keep calm, keep calm, keep calm. <laughs> I'm just like, hey. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's awesome. Melissa, thank you so much for being a part and sharing all of your stories with us. Oh, thank you for having me. This was fun. Let's do it again. I loved it. Would love to have you again in the future because I mean, there's so many things also we didn't even touch on. I mean, I'm trying to keep it within a time frame, you know. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's pandemic. Yeah. Let's do it again. We'll touch on more. Yeah, definitely. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Same. All right, guys. Until next time. This is Talking Sad. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 61255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my. Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an LA champion. You know? Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill After, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did Heenan have anything to do with this? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history.